What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everybody, welcome back to The Basement Binge. It has been a long time. And uh, it's also been a really long time since we watched a Marvel movie. So we started with Phase 3 of the MCU, Captain America, Civil War. And uh, that's what we're talking about. So let's jump. Oh, I forgot. My name's Harrison. And I am Kelton. And I'm Kate. And welcome back. Yes, thank you. Thank you for being here, everyone. And also, what we're going to do here is just, as always, jump into our spoiler wall. Spoiler-free, knee-jerk reaction, a minute, followed by a question, would we recommend this movie? And uh, I will go first. All right. So, spoiler-free reaction to this movie. Um, It's a really, really good movie if you're into Marvel movies. I don't think I would ever watch this movie outside of watching the MCU. And that's just my enjoyment of it. Like so many other movies, um, Infinity War, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Winter Soldier, the list goes on and on. Iron Man 2, like those movies I'll just pick up anytime and watch. This movie I probably will never watch unless I'm watching through the MCU. And I'll enjoy it while I am, totally will, but not outside of that. It's very much an MCU movie. Of course, because of the nature of Civil War, it, it can't stand on, it own, on its own. But the pacing and the storytelling... Um, is not great outside of the MCU. The action is not... Like, the action is really, really good. The fight scenes are cool, but I hate the editing, especially after watching, like, higher-quality action movies. You can see there's a lot of cuts in this, which I understand there's complexities with stunt doubles. Like, they actually do a really great job. Like, you, the, the flow of the fighting is good. It's just high cut. But would I recommend this movie to a select few? I, definitely to anybody in the MCU who has not seen it, if you kind of like those movies, if you're getting into them. Um, and then maybe just some people who are unsure about the MCU, I would show them this. Because it's a, it's like a solid movie in the MCU. But my minute's over. So would I recommend it? I'm not sure. I'd have to talk to you personally. <laughs> talk to you personally. Right, DM me. <laughs> DM Harrison for a recommendation. All right. Go. No, it's you. Oh, it's me. <laughs> All right. Reset. Okay. Here we go. Reset now. Reset this minute. Okay, here we go. 
My recommendation, Captain America Civil War, the movie full of conflict. If you want conflict in a movie, this is a pretty solid movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. As far as a, out of all the other Marvel movies, it's the antagonist of the movie is like very much under the table. And that it's not very, it's not as much about the bad guy, but as much as it's about the conflict itself between the heroes and their motives of why they choose what they choose. I would recommend this movie to people who would like to enjoy conflict in a movie. Just like questions. Um, that's they're, they're, it's not superficial. It's not like wishy-washy at all, but it, it's a solid way of just questioning like which woman you choose. Because by the end of the movie, both we were talking with each other like, okay, which side would you choose and why? And we'll we'll get more into that in, in this episode, but I would recommend this movie for that reason because it's good and it's solid. All right, solid. My turn. All right, so for there's a reason this movie is very dear to my heart. I love this movie because I feel like it's really the movie that kind of launched me into the Marvel universe and like fully loving it and. This is a movie that I, I'm a guy who likes to like not argue. That sounds bad, but like have a good discussion and like choose your side and kind of defend it and stuff like that. And this is a movie that's perfect for that. Like I remember in high school hashing out with my buddies uh, all about this movie because it's the movie where you you do pick a side, and it's like it's a great thing because it's there's no like right answer, and so at least in my opinion, and so it's just it's very entertaining to watch. And I feel like this is a movie that you could get very heavily invested in emotionally. And so I've done that. And so to me, it's very enjoyable to watch. I get really just anxious and engaged with the movie. So it makes it a lot of fun. So I would recommend this to a lot of people, although you would need to watch the rest of the Marvel movies before to fully understand what's going on. So that is our spoiler haul. Yeah, so if you have not seen this movie... Go enjoy it, uh, but you do need to be informed about the Marvel movies to like fully enjoy it. Um, but yeah, that's our spoiler wall. It's kind of our thoughts about it. If you're unsure about if you want to see it or not, but if you have seen it, keep listening to the podcast because we are going full fledged spoilers diving into it here. Send it. Uh, but if you're new to the podcast, thanks for listening. Consider subscribing, download some other episodes. We appreciate it. We're almost to our goal, so thank you for everyone who's listening. Um, thanks again. But we're just gonna move on to the regular scheduled program now (laughs) all right guys so the way this works is we have different segments that we talk about we have two cents where we each kind of give our own opinion about the movie whether we liked it or not and then we have our pick your poison where we kind of rank whether we enjoyed this movie or not and then after that we have binge points which are kind of little easter eggs and things we liked about the movie just little details and then after that we have our leasts and likes where we talk about our favorite scene and our least favorite scene and why. And then finally our favorite part which is the segment called Fall In. This is when we kind of take any message or theme from the movie, talk about it, hash it out and try and apply it to our own lives. Um, so it could actually kind of we could walk away from this having learned something and try our best to live accordingly. So let's dive on into our first segment, Two Cents. I will start us off. Cade, give me two minutes and I will explain. All right, man, this movie, oh, 
Okay, I am a diehard Iron Man, and watching this, like, Iron Man fan, and watching this movie just totally solidifies it. Screw Captain America, man. He's a jerk. I cannot stand watching him defend Bucky. I, I understand his point of view, but I feel like what he's doing is completely wrong. And every time I watch this movie, I walk away with the same idea that Captain America is the kind of guy where it's like he'll defend what's right, he'll do what's right, but he thinks he is never wrong. And if his friend does it, it's okay. But if anyone else does it, it's not okay. Like, there was a certain phrase that stuck out to me that Spider-Man said to him, and he, that Tony Stark told him. And he said that, you think you're right or something? Oh, what, how did he... Do you you're guys wrong, know? Yeah. but you think you're right, and that makes you dangerous. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, was, I thought that solidified Captain America very well in this movie. Because there's a lot of th- controversial things that he does, but I feel like how he handled the end when Iron Man finds out that Bucky killed his parents. Well, Bucky slash not Bucky killed his parents... I thought that was a total dick move and just like, wow, like Tony is so justified. And I, oh, it just kind of makes me heated talking about it. But point is, in the movie, oh, I got to step back for a second. I get heated with this. It is a great movie. I totally love like the whole idea of the internal conflict. Even though you kind of see it in the other Marvel movies, just kind of bickering. But this one really drives at it head on. And I think it's really good because it shows that like, kind of the consequences that happens when you have superheroes at least in this marvel universe and i think vision said it really cool in the beginning that like when you have superheroes super individuals that invites challenge and challenge invites conflict and conflict invites catastrophe so i think this does a fantastic job as a movie to kind of wrap that up and show the realistic things that i think would happen if there were superheroes so solid movie there you have it. Is it me or are you next? I'll go next. I got something in mind. Okay, two minutes. Now, this movie. So, let me give you some background of like where my head is at right now. So, the latest movie that I've watched, other than The Lord of the Rings, <laughs> that I want to apply to this movie is Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't either. That movie is like, you take, it shows, so basically, in a nutshell, in like a sentence, Bear story is about a divorce where either side is not wrong. Where you feel for both partners in the story when they split up. And so there's a lot of a lot of emotion, a lot of rawness, a lot of just a lot of it's just very realistic. And so you come and so I've watching that movie, analyzing that a little bit, going into um I I didn't watch it, I kinda watched a video about it because it has a lot of F bombs. Thirty eight F bombs by the way. But this movie I wanted to talk about is that it's it's a realistic, it's a superhero movie that has has major conflict and that there's two sides that you have to pick and that you see that you see the reasoning between between Captain America and the reasoning behind Tony Stark and there's a lot of good points on either one of them and I'm excited to talk about it more but this movie makes you want to talk about it that's what I feel that's my knee jerk reaction that's what I wanted to say about this movie because it's got there's so many things you can so many things you can talk about it. That it's hard to start, hard hard to find a place to start. But I want to say I understand, I understand Captain America's viewing, but I want to side with Tony Stark because I feel like that's the right thing to do. Even though there is, even though I understand what Captain America's feeling was, what his conflict is. So I'm sitting where 
Black Widow is at, where she first chose the Sunday Accords and then she helps out Captain America, which I just realized that she was in the last in the, in the climax. But I, that's where I that's where I side with this whole thing is that kind of a double agent kind of a thing, where there is a right to both sides, and she kind of she tried to take the right from from everywhere. If that makes sense at all. But that's my two cents because I'm out of time. Right, it's time my timer before we start yelling at each other. <laughs> okay, so this movie, um, I kind of talked down on it in my to in my spoiler wall because I do not like to see my friends fight. I just don't. I don't like that, and it kind of just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. As much as I love having a conversation about it and picking sides, and there's really really good parts in it, I dislike the conflict between friends, and that makes me sad. Um, I think there's a lot of arrogance and a lot of um, lack of communication that causes catastrophe. And in a friendship or relationship, I just don't like that. And I think there's ways to avoid it. It makes me sad. But there's parts of it I really love. Like, this is my favorite characterization, in, well, at least in the movies so far, of Black Panther. Like, when I think about Black Panther from the comics that I hold dear, like, I think about him in this movie. And I, like, for that reason, I really, really like it. I love T'Challa. Uh, Bucky in it is sweet. I... My and also this time in watching it, my perspective changed a lot. I like I like this movie more than I remember liking it, but it's not gonna go up in on my list. It's probably gonna go down if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I realized how good it is, but also how much I dislike it. If if oh, that makes any rash. sense. Yeah, like I, I really it's really good, but I dislike it. Mainly because of the conflict. And and uh as far as picking sides, I'll get into that more. Um but the music in it's really, really good. It, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man joining the MCU is a ton of fun. And, like, there's just lots of things that, like, are, are, that I really, really enjoy about the movie. But it's, it's just hard for me to watch because of the conflict. And, like, I feel like the emotional weight of the conflict, at least for me, and I know for other people it is, but for me it doesn't land. It's not there. Like, I think about particularly Civil War II, the comic. Like, that comic and that conflict to this day, like, sticks with me. Like, frequently I think about that okay. and, and this movie I, I don't think about um i like the emotional weight of the conflict doesn't land with me and so it's just conflict for conflict's sake <laughs> and i don't like that and they're my friends and i like them all and i don't want them to fight so it makes me avoid watching this movie if that makes any Very sense there, there's no I'm not thought about that way. yeah which i'll get into more in fallen later but <laughs> yeah anyway Pick your poison. <laughs> oh, try to go quicker. Let's jump back. Okay, so pick your poison. This is, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is our personal rating scale that we've made up, and the bottom of the list on the rating scale, like the worst score you could give, it, is to never watch again. Right above that is to stream it. If it was already on a streaming service, Netflix, Disney Plus, whatever that you already were subscribed to, and you were looking to something to watch on your downtime, you choose to watch it. Above that, where you're will is a rent, where you're willing to spend a few bucks on it to. You know, there's a personal choice and sacrifice in choosing to watch the movie beyond time. Top of the list, best score you can give it is to purchase it, be able to watch it as much as you want. So, my personal rating, easy decision, easiest one so far, I'd stream it. Maybe rent it, maybe. But it'd have to be a specific situation. Like, so I would stream it if I was watching through the MCU. Like, right now, I would just stream it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. The situation where I would rent it is specifically one where I was with a group of friends 
wanting to watch the MCU and it was unable to stream, then I would rent it. But never personally, like never on my own. Oh, only, okay. in a, in a, only in a group setting where we're all watching through the MCU together. Okay. Okay. I like it. Uh, oh, I want to say it, it's, I, I'd stream it because that's where I first watched the movie was because I streamed it. I didn't go out and watch it in the movies because I was I wasn't there at the time. But I don't know. This is a solid movie, but it's as its ceiling is a streaming service. It's, it's, just, it's just cut and dry. <laughs> Straight by you fools. Come on. <laughs> I love this movie. But I respect what you guys are saying. Are we gonna get so. on the side screen? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Civil War Bitch basement bitch right now, go. I thought you guessed, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would buy this movie just because, like, I have this one friend. If you're listening, you know who you are. We've had many dope, like, yeah, arguments is a bad word, but, like, debates. solid debates and discussions about, like, who's right in this movie. And we've, neither of us have, like, budged a bit, in our opinion. Like, and if anything, we're, like, more entrenched in our own ideas. But it's just fun to talk about, so... I love this movie just for that reason, but that's just kind of who I am. But I would definitely buy this. I plan to. I don't own it yet, but I would very much plan buy is this. a very broad statement. Mm-hmm. I'm not like in a situation where I'm just going to go buy movies, but like, it's on the list, dude. <laughs> the list. So. Alrighty, so now our ranking. This is something we have not done in a long time. Our MCU ranking. Pull out the list here. So this, forever ago, before we started the MCU, we ranked all the movies, all 23 movies currently in the MCU and where we put them and also each individual phase, this being the first of phase three. So I'll go first for the entire Infinity Saga, all 23 movies. Currently, this movie is sitting at number 12. Number 12 out of 23. So like middle, like dead even in the middle. Right. Uh, it's going down only oh. because I see what is beneath it. A lot of them we have watched, a lot of them we are going to watch, and I know that those are going to go up. Not because, like, it's not because I dislike this and I'm moving it down, it's because I know I like others beneath it more, so it will naturally move down. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I don't just have a hate for this. Like, it's definitely not going to the bottom, it's just naturally others are moving up. Mm -hmm. As far as the phase goes, let me scroll down to phase three here. I think I have this at, uh, out of, where is this my list? Okay, out of 11 in the phase, it is currently number seven, so near the bottom. Uh, it might stay there. There might be uh, one or two that move above it, but we'll have to see. Kellen? All right, well, before... So my initial ranking... Of the whole phase? Of the whole phase. Or the whole saga. Of, well, sorry, of the whole saga. Surprise, surprise, number four for me. <laughs> oh, Pretty dang high, you know. This is top five MCU for me, so... That just shows you, like... It's, it's a close one to my heart. But um, before, so in the phase three rankings, I have this at number four as well. But that's just because in my total phase, like in the whole saga, the three in front of it are all from phase three as well. So it just naturally follows the four. So that is my ranking. Well, there you go. Um, overall for me, where am I? I am at number 10. Top ten. It's in the top ten. It's a good Barely. movie. <laughs> <Barely>. <laughs> it's let's see in the in the phase. We're in phase three. This has so many movies in it. So this landed at number seven. Oh, same spot. Same spot, pretty much. And it's 
Oh my gosh, I have Black Panther 8. What have I done? Oh, hey, mine's no, an 8 too. No, no, that's Harrison's. No, that's Harrison's. Oh, Why? I was like, what the heck? Oh, are I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no like, Harrison's like five. He's like, dude, we're on the same level. Psych. Oh, Kate's is blank. It is at blank. Whoops. Harrison's just getting so excited in the corner. Like, dude, me too. Like, <laughs> I was like, why do I have number one? Because it's the best! Shots fired! Okay, alright, let's put a pause on my ranking. I'll, I'll give it at the very end of the episode. How about that? Okay, alright. So, what is our next segment? Next segment is binge points. References in the movie, callbacks, call forward, foreshadows, whatever you want to call it. It's a point and it's, and it's in this page. All right, and I say for the sake of time, we, because this movie is full of them, like packed. Okay, I say we get three. Okay. We all get three, and you can't repeat one that someone said before okay. you. And you we'll could go. Say, you can yell at like Ditto yeah. if they like. Yeah, yeah. Say one but like, we're gonna go in a circle. We, we'll all do one at a time. Okay. 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 You can. Cade can start because okay, he started the segment. Okay. Black Widow's necklace. Is it called? What the nuts? I didn't know she had an necklace. Yeah, it's an so, arrow. It's an arrow. What? Callback to Clint. It's East the first West. cameo of him in that movie, and then he shows up. But it's when they're fighting. So he's so Black Widow is fighting um, Bucky, and he throw he throws her on onto the table and starts choking her out. And then I can't remember who comes in to rescue, but I think it's um, T'Challa. Yeah, I think so. And first, let's think while she's like. Beat red face trying to get some air back. You see it for a split second. It's on her. You see the arrow of the necklace arrow. And it's like, okay. You want to know what's even cool about that? Scarlett Johansson chose to have that. Oh, that's dope, dude. That shows the like. There's little details like show how dope their relationship is because it doesn't really come out and tell you. You just kind of notice as like yeah. throughout the saga that they're like kind of vibing together. But like little moments like that just make it so much more like. Yeah. Yeah. Big. That's sick. Also, other reference. Is hey, no, no, you only get one. We're going oh, in. A, oh, we're going oh, in a circle. Okay, so no, you, you okay, go. Right. I haven't decided what my first one is. I don't mean to. I'm like scrambling, but um. So the first one that comes to mind isn't actually like huge, but I think it 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 goes to show more about the character of Tony Stark. So it's when he's on the helicopter after like talking to the inmates at the psycho, at the, uh, uh, deep the sea pocky thingy that that he calls it. Yeah, and like. He's talking to he's talking to Friday or something. I can't remember the exact line or like what was said, but I kind of I said it right when we we're watching. I was like, oh, he's like talking about Pepper Potts. Oh, he's like, he's like oh, she's like, how do you imagine me or something? And he's like, oh, I was thinking of a redhead. I'm like, it's like super like low key, but I was like, oh, he's, that's Pepper, dude. Which I think in this movie it shows a really good job of like Tony. I think that drives a lot of his decisions. Yes, a hundred percent. And not to go and like fall in or anything, but I think it shows like he's maybe trying to control one aspect of his life when he feels like another part of it is complete chaos. You know? Yeah. Like he knows what should be done, and he himself is like at like a crossroads, and it isn't how he wants it to be. So it's like it's you know he's thinking about it. Like I'm sure everyone listening right now has had like moments in their life. Or maybe they're unhappy with certain something. And like there's kind of, maybe you can't control it 100%, but you keep thinking about it. Yeah. Like it just, it's just time. Like, you know, it's it's taking a lot of your attention and your focus and it kind of like affects you day to day. 
I know that's happened to me a lot, but I don't know. It's cool to watch like Tony go through that. So, yeah. anyways. My bench point, way less meaningful and more just fun. Anyways. Heavy hearted. Why am I have a tissue? Uh, is when, so like this movie's full of like the, the, the title cards, I don't know what you call them, of all the location, location cards, that's what they're called, mm. and all the titles. And it's just fun if you know anything about Spider Man when Queens shows up and you're just like, I know, I know what's <laughs> happening. It's just, I don't know, it's something, it's like so simple, but Spider-Man is my all-time favorite Marvel superhero, so anything involving Spider-Man just makes me happy. So that's my first big point. <laughs> what a waste. Spider-Man period, all right. All right, Kate, your second one. Okay, the second reference is a point where, um, it's, a, it's kind of a small reference where it's a little adventure between Black Widow and, and Clint where they're fighting and then like uh, um, Clint has bought a, um, Black Widow pin Black Widow pin down on the ground she's like we're still friends right and he's like depends on how hard you hit me and so and then right after that she gets thrown off to the side by Scarlet Wanda. Witch by Wanda it's like you're pulling your punches so he like Clint has this like relationship between each, both sides to where he's kind of like sitting in the middle yeah where he's protecting his friends he doesn't really care what happens, like Soviet accords, stuff like that. He didn't think it was right, so he retired. That was his original standpoint, but he's like helping people on both sides. So he's like, I'm here for my friends. I don't care what you, what, what you know, the major, the big headed guys talk, like decide, decide about, I'm here for my friends. So it was just a callback to work, to like, he's not really part of the Avengers in my opinion. Just because he's, he's such a, he's a, he's such a like isolated character. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out. That was my reference. That was my bench point. I okay, wanted okay. to point that out. All right, my bench point is with Black Panther. So right after his dad dies, the king, right? Mm-hmm. There's a moment when he's sitting on the bench, and there's like a gap between him and um, Black Widow and Natasha. And he, you can see he's like kind of playing with a black ring. And you could tell he's like obviously like at a loss, but he's like very composed. And he starts talking about, like, what his culture believes and, like, with his dad and everything. That death isn't, like, an end. It's just, like, a stepping point. And, like, there's a moment when he's... I, I'm terrible at this. Remembering the exact words, like, the line where he talks about what his dad believed. And, like, Natasha's like, oh, that sounds like a very peaceful thing. And he says something all along the lines of, like... I'm not my father. Yeah, he's like, good thing I'm not my father or something. And then he puts on the ring. Like, I thought that was, like, very huge... It's kind of it's hard because technically we haven't gotten to the Black Panther yet uh-huh. in the MCU universe, but I think that does a very good job of like setting up yeah. like kind of the conflict and like the learn the arc of T'Challa. T'Challa in the Black Panther, and it's like a little hint of that in this movie. So that's my second bitch point. Uh, okay, my second one again has to do Spider Man. I just <laughs> just wait, just wait till we get to the movie. Okay, you'll understand, everyone. <laughs> It's amazing. Okay, so I love how how many times in the last few years have we gotten a Spider-Man story on the silver screen? Lots of times. Yeah. Like everyone knows. If you don't know the story of P- of Ben and Peter Parker, like would you live under a mountain? Like seriously, <laughs> that's like not knowing that Luke is Darth Vader's son. You Spoilers. To miss out on five movies. Yeah, like everyone knows. So, and, and, like it's a story that doesn't need to be retold. But they retell it without retelling it. And the way that Tom Holland, Peter Parker talks to Tony Stark, 
He's like respecting his uncle who you can tell taught him the lesson with great power comes great responsibility, but without saying it, he has so much respect for the lesson that Ben taught him that he like can hardly even talk about it. Side note, like this version of Spider-Man is like the like most wise 15-year-old dude I've ever met in my entire uh, life. I love his version of like, Spider-Man. Like he is so stinking like no, I wouldn't say well yeah, he's smart, he but just like he's freaking mature, dude, yeah. and like the stuff he said, I was like, wow. He knows that, and I like move over my head, dude. <laughs> I, I, and that's my bench point: is I love the the maturity of Spider Man, but also how he's a kid. Like he's joking about math and physics, and like how <laughs> someone has a metal arm, and how it's so cool. Yeah, like he's such a kid, but he's he's gone through so much, and like I love that we get to see not him go through those things, but him have to learn to live with the things he goes through and how it affects him. And I can't get into it because I'm gonna wait for Spider Man. Holy smokes, I'm excited for that movie, but I just. I love that detail about who Peter Parker is without giving us a whole story because we know who Peter Parker is. It's, it's just a good way of introducing him. And, and throughout the whole thing, he's like, I, I got to impress Mr. Stark. And it's like that first father figure to like approve of his actions to live up to his other father, father figure. It's just so touching. Mm-hmm. Yo. All right, awesome. Final bench point. Third and final. Third and final. Third and final. Here, on the airport scene where they're walking out right before they fight against each other. There is a in the in the background. It's so subtle. It's it's so easy to miss. And I pointed this out right in the movie. Is is that I don't know what you call it, but it's like this motorized stairs. The thing that helps you get on the plane. Right. The stairs. The stairs. That specific set of stairs that moves that has a motor motor with it. In the in the background, when Captain America is walking, it's, it's him by himself. He kind of like goes. He walks in front of it. That is in the TV show Parks and Rec. That specific stair thing, and the reason why is because um, there's there's a lot of of the actors that are huge fans of Marvel, and they helped in produce in producing it. Huh. It's the and I don't, I don't remember who it was that did help produce it, but he either way he did, and he was able to sneak that in there. And it's the exact same. That's way. funny. He's like, cool. I need this exact stair thing. Just in the back. That's so funny. That's sick. So, that was my reference. Uh, my third one is something that I've kind of wondered too. There's a moment when Tony Stark is talking to Natasha. And they're talking about how like they need more backup. And like, you know, to up their team. Because like, obviously the team's split up. And they kind of bring in Hulk. And they talk about whether or not he would agree to sign the Accords or not. And it doesn't really like give away anything or give an answer. But I've always wondered that myself. Like... I could see a world where he would sign the Accords, but also where he wouldn't. And I just think it's kind of cool to think about. And, you know, we never get an answer. This is obviously like a fan standpoint here, but I think he would sign the Accords. Like, knowing who he is, like, his idea of, like, controlling and, like, not hurting people and, like, I don't know. I could see it go both ways, though, but it's. I thought that was kind of a cool, like, Dude. point. I'm thinking about what happens in the actual Civil War comic. I won't say anything, but anybody who's read that, it's interesting to think about that question and what happens to the Hulk in that comic. All right, my final binge point. I have another one for Spider-Man, but I will not choose it. <laughs> I will choose one other one. And I think it's funny. A K pointed this out that he thinks it's stupid, the relationship between Vision and Wanda. And I love it. I love it. For uh, One thing that I think is really cool is in Age of Ultron, Ultron, loves Wanda like he has some weird affection for her almost like an appreciation or an admiration for her and Vision is almost like 90% Ultron so that admiration for Wanda continues and I just think that's 
like, I don't know if they did that intentionally, but it's a cool connection that I think that, like, that appreciation that Ultron had for Wanda continues to vision. They hinted that once, like, when Tony asked after uh, um, Rhodes break. Yeah, because like, yeah, he's, like, he's like, what, how do we let this happen? And he was like, oh, I was distracted. He's like, I didn't know that. Well, I, that just, like, connected right now. Like, they're already hinting that, like, he, he was into Wanda at the time. Yeah. Dang, dude, that's that's why he's making her suit. <laughs> that, making her suit, dude. Courting he her. Up. He's making his woman's suit. Good for him. <laughs> oh, that's sick. Some... Yeah, I gotta make my woman's soup now. But it's not paprika. <laughs> <laughs> A pinch of paprika. <laughs> oh, my, my heart goes out to vision in that scene. I'm just like, oh, dude, I feel for you so much. Like, trying so hard to please someone he cares about. Like, not even romantically, just as, like... A person he cares about and he's never cooked before in his life <laughs> dude a, mad a respect <laughs> right. this guy is trying dude yeah, he's such a 100 person. points to gryffindor dude yeah. to vision, <laughs> 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 yeah. all right that brings us to lease and likes <laughs> <laughs> Well, sorry, guys. You can imagine the move I just did right there. You have Kellen with his red hat on top of his head. It's kind of like barely on top of his head. (laughs) Backwards. He's all like, (laughs) has both his fingers stepped over it, over the microphone. You guys can imagine. To to, to, to to physically move (laughs) the segment into the next one and say, hey, look, watch this. (laughs) You guys can imagine in your own heads what I just did. You try to make your own album. Album cover. Anyway. Point is, next segment, <laughs> least and likes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this is where we talk about our least favorite scene and our favorite scene. And as always, we start off with our least favorite. So are we doing an order to this? Do we get like a certain amount? Are we just saying one and just one? one. All right. Frick, dude, I didn't think about this. Um, Least favorite scene. I would say the end. That whole letter from Captain America to Iron Man at the end felt, and this is definitely biased, I recognize that, but it just felt like a slap to the face. Like That wasn't the intention. I know, but that's the vibe that I got watching it again. And it was like, like who the freak sends handwritten letters anyways? Nobody. Like, oh, a guy from the 1940s. That's cool. <laughs> well, I get that, but still, it's like, it just seems like extra, like, out of spite. It's like, oh, I'm going to say I sorry. Bet. He doesn't even have it. I bet you Captain America does not have an email. But in, wait, that. No, but in a freaking letter, dude. I bet, but a huge part of it is he doesn't want to be tracked. It's like privacy. He's on. He's a freaking Fair person enough. on the uh, road. Oh, I, okay, that makes sense. I accept that. But still, dude, he's the message stands. Like, doesn't matter what we say. Doesn't matter what we say. Campbell is like, that's true. But I have And so, like, just the whole. It, it, I wouldn't mind if it was, like, a legit, like, apology letter, but it was just like, look, in the end, like, you have your views, but, like, I have mine, and I'm right, so, like, suck on that, and I am guess I'm sorry. That was the kind of vibe that I got from the letter, and it was just kind of weird how... Well, what about the phone? That's fine. I don't care about the phone. But the point is, like, like, I don't know, it just came off as, like, look, I kind of just cheated into kicking your trash, and now I just broke into your prison, like, no big deal. And like, I don't know. I just 
can do what I want. It just seems kind of, I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why, I can't really explain it. But it, I feel like if you were to watch this movie 100% on Tony's side, you might feel the same way. So that is my least favorite scene. My least favorite scene is a scene that changed my opinion about Captain America. I used to be 100% black and white on the side of Captain America. And this scene where they're talking and... I'm trying to remember what, what how it goes in the movie, but it's... They're talking in the room and he... Tony brings him the pens to sign the accords. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they're talking about how Wanda is in the house. Like, in the situation, which, okay, I got to careful not to fall in here. But uh, Steve's response to what Tony is saying, at that point, to my perspective, as much as I've analyzed it, really comes down to, no, actually, no, let me. I just don't like the way Captain America handles the situation. I understand what he's doing, which I will get more into fall in. But the way he responds to Tony, although with righteous intent, for lack of better words, is very arrogantly. And that swayed my opinion about Captain America. So that's I forgot that he was actually just about to sign the accords. Like, he was talking about, he's like, with the right, like, clauses or whatever, with little tweaks, and then Tony's like, yeah, like, after we sign, we are allowed to make, like, amendments to the accords. Yes. But I didn't realize that, like, he was actually pretty dang close to signing the accords, but then he found out the whole thing with Wanda, and then... (laughs) Yeah, that's my least favorite, okay? That's really, that's a really underrated scene right there. Because it's intense, that, okay, that scene, they're acting in it, top notch. 100% dude. (laughs) Point, point, dude. (laughs) Point, point, point taken. Moving on. Anyhow, after that disaster. Yeah, sorry if none of you understood what just happened. We did the pointy thing again. Trademark pending. So, least favorite scene is with Rhodey. Oh, like. Which one? It's where he gets his suit back. Oh, laser beam. Oh, that's just a that's a heartbreaker, dude. Because like, freaking Vision just got distracted, and now it's his only that's his only excuse to practically almost killing almost killing Rhodes. I was wooing a woman. I wanted I wanted Tony Stark to to like really lash out more, but it it was the purpose of him lash the shooting um, Falcon over. Was just a foreshadow of him actually like lashing out to Bucky, but that whole scene where he gets hit, where Falcon just tucks him, tucks into like a ball, like a stupid potato bug, <laughs> in the air, and like dodges <laughs> Falcon it. Well, oh, I guess he has wings. He could, anyway. Like a stupid potato bug, dude. It's <laughs> cool. That the cinematography in that scene, they like they're falling, they're falling, they're falling, and Iron Man and and Falcon are like falling like flying to catch him and the way they film it they don't bring in the ground into frame until like last second so you're thinking you're like they're gonna they're gonna catch him ground like oh like, like it shocks you how it comes yeah. out of nowhere like when he hit it was like oh like every time yeah it's i don't like and i hate that scene because rose does not deserve it. i love roadie he was doing the right thing and he was just although i just totally disagree with him he, i love him <laughs> but i but it shows that vision really isn't, isn't the smartest guy in the world where he said you know our very presence precedes like opposition and and like conflict breeds breeds catastrophe. And then he tells one to see. I told you catastrophe. It's it's just how it happens. And he turns on and he practically kills Rhodey. And just like that's a lot to talk about. Freaking Man, karma. We, we got to get the fallen. Okay, what's your favorite <laughs> favorite scene? Oh, there's a lot. Honorable mention to when Cap smooches Chica. 
just because like the way the homeboys are in the back of the car like <laughs> vibing together just like oh yeah oh. dude like and the tension there whoo that's heated got, dude that, that's actually salt i can yeah it, it was it was so i felt that i was chemistry. like hot dig dude like, that was that was fresh i dig like, it that's late dang right <laughs> dang right <laughs> anyways honorable mention goes to that favorite scene I just gotta go with the classic, the obvious, you know, like the the perfect moment when Captain America and Iron Man come together right in the final oh, battle the scene, where like s- yeah, it slows down and like Cat or Iron Man's blasting off of Captain America's shield and it's like kind of going out and the lighting gets super dramatic. I love that because that's just that's the whole movie put in that single picture, yeah. that single moment, and so it's just I think it wraps it up very well. So I enjoyed it very much. Okay, my favorite, previous favorite to this was when T'Challa is the Black Panther that I love and says, I'm letting, I'm done letting vengeance consume me. And he blocks the bullet of Zemo and saves him. Oh, that moment. I love T'Challa right there. But that is probably my highest favorite scene. But like this time, the scene that I love the most is when they're fighting and Iron Man grabs Bucky and he's like, do you even remember them? And Bucky says, I remember them all. I'd never noticed that line before. And like my heart just ripped open for Bucky. And that, like, okay, I'll mention this now. At that point in time, so starting in the movie, I was on Captain America's side. And then the scene happened with the pens, and I went to Iron Man's side. And I was, like, veering hard left to Iron Man's side. Uh-huh. And then Bucky said that, and it was like, okay, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'll, I'll get into more of that and fall in. But, like, that was a moment that really swayed me back and, like, brought me more back into the gray area. I didn't go hard back to Captain America. It was more brought me into the gray area. Yeah. But the, so that was my favorite this time. Okay. My favorite was the fight scene with Spider-Man, Bucky, and Falcon. <laughs> yeah. like, I hate like, you. Are those ways to be a carbon fiber? I don't know if you've been in a fight before, but it's not this much talking. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. Oh, right. Sorry. It's like, can you have done it earlier? I hate you. <laughs> the way... What is his name? I'm forgetting his name. The guy who plays Winter Soldier. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, the way yeah, he yeah. says... Couldn't you have done that earlier? Like, it's just so funny. Couldn't have done that earlier? I hate you. And then the point where you like, that introduces the spider sense. It was so cool to see. He's like, oh no, ducks. And then like, it's like, hey, I think think you've lost something. He throws it back. That was, I like the camera work Mm -hmm. on that one. Like, it almost jumps because like, boom, right in your eyes. Like, throwing that thing back. And then also like, where he touches his arm. Like, I remember seeing that and I was watching that whole, but by myself, I was like, you freaking cars freaking arm. What the? That was my that was my other binge point. Like, catches the arm and he, moves it. and he moves it like no big deal. He's like, oh, you have a metal arm? Like no big deal. Like what? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we've seen thing. in the Winter Soldier and all of Civil War, like he's wrecking people with that metal arm. Like yeah, he Captain punches America. it and like, engages it. Yeah, but <laughs> Spider Man's just like catch, move to the side. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like he's just such, like he's got like ultimate strength, but he's still can, you have a metal arm. <laughs> it's yeah. just so like pure and innocent. Yeah, that's my opinion. Very wholesome. Very, very so wholesome. Great. That's my favorite. And then oh, that's, that's a quality scene. Okay. Yeah, I'm stoked for Captain or uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, series is gonna be so good. Anyway, final segment. We've been kind of. Getting there already. Fall in. This is where we dive into like the meanings and messages of it, which, especially in this movie, maybe this is where we'll just kind of define. Okay, I, f- I say for the first few minutes to be quick of Fall in, we kind of define what side we're on and why. 
and then we fall in because I feel like those are separate like my emotional connection to the movie is a lot different than what side I fall in maybe you guys are opposite than that maybe your side you fall in is more the emotional impact of it that makes oh, sense say it all out one more time. I say at the beginning of falling for a few seconds we say what side we're on and like and, and, and then why and then we talk about like the messages and meaning because like the messages to me are disconnected from what side I'm on okay all right, all right. if that makes sense so I'll go first so end of the movie I'm in the gray area on both sides of different parts of the movie. If at the end of the movie, I'm on Captain America's slide, side just barely. Okay. Like way, 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 way less than I was before. Okay. And like just kind of barely over the line. And through the movie, like I said, it changes a lot. Um, throughout the whole thing, Captain, I was constantly on Captain America's side um, until... I mean, he was the only one that really read the accords. He was the only one that was really thinking about it. And, like, understanding what he saw that happened in the Winter Soldier. Like, a corporation that he trusted in so much that was built by Peggy. S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, that was supposed to be the ultimate right. Like, the reason that he came back and fought in the world again had just been corrupted by Hydra. Like, the ultimate evil. Again, people with an agenda. And so, I totally relate to his stance on it because of what he goes through. And he doesn't want to be controlled by people with an agenda because agendas can change. And then when he reacts to Wanda being held the way he does, I sway to Iron Man's side because what Iron Man says, they don't grant passports to weapons of mass destruction. Like, of course, Wanda has no control over that. But, like, in the given situation, clearly that's the best thing to do. Like, it really is for Wanda's protection. Like, of course, she can protect herself. But at the same time there will come a point where she's going to end up in a prison. And so keeping her at home really was the best thing for her. Like, although I don't agree that there should have been anything that caused her to be kept at home, I think she should have been a free person. Like, I understand why Tony's doing what he's doing because of the situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, although I wish this, I think the situation is stupid and it shouldn't have ever existed. They should have just said no. I understand he's reacting to the situation appropriately and I don't like Captain America's response. It's just prideful. Like, she's kept at home? Like, well, duh! Like, you you want her to end up in a prison like she does anyway because you let her out? And so then at that reason, I didn't like Captain America. But then seeing Tony Stark, like, willing to kill Captain America and the Winter Soldier because his parents died? Like, what? Like, you're, you're mourning someone's death so you're going to kill someone else? Like, the whole fight... Well, the Winter Soldier and Captain America are only simply trying to disable Iron Man's suit. Like, even the last thing, like, Captain America could have taken off his head with his shield, but he just shoves it into the arc reactor. And then he even leaves the yeah, shield. That's what Bucky was doing. Yeah, Bucky was reaching for the arc reactor. And, like, Iron Man's, like, going ham over there. Like, I know he's in a tough emotional situation, and there's a whole movie that leads up to his frame of mind at the time, and, like, I understand how he got there, but, like, he is proving the point why the Accords should exist. That someone like him cannot control their emotions, where Captain America is proving why they shouldn't exist, where someone can control their emotions and fight for what's right. That although Bucky is a conflicted criminal, like you don't just go out and kill people. Compromised individual. Yeah, yeah. You just, like so I gained a lot. Like I, I gave I, I gained empathy for Captain America's stance and his relationship to Bucky, especially when Bucky said, I remember them all. And I started to really dislike Iron Man because he just goes to the extreme, like I know he's in an emotionally torn situation that I don't understand, but you, you can't go to that extreme. You're just proving what's wrong with your whole setup. Which, which you know... I feel like Kelton's just sitting here being way quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kelton. Which Tony Stark showed that his lash out in that 
Russian facility was wrong. Was when he was holding they're holding Thanos down, and Star Lord is about to lose his crap. And Tony like, don't engage. We're about to pull this off. Don't do it. That scene, like, throw it. Yeah, yeah, like switch. Like everyone lashed out at Star Lord when Infinity War came out because of what he did. Lash out on Iron Man. He does the exact same thing. Yeah, you. Yeah. So. Okay, that's my stance. Anyway. Okay, I guess it's my turn. So, <laughs> okay, here's here's my here's my thought as I was you know as we're going through this podcast, there should not be sides to choose. I agree, and I, and I think I the reason why, and I think um, Clint and Black Widow show a really good example of that is that they choose their friends over the Sokovia Accords is because they see that. The, you know the Secretary of State, aka he's actually kind of a bad guy. He they want to control him because people are dying. So they, so and so Black Widow and Clint they they look toward what's what they care care about. Black Widow signed the accords, but she she went over to talk to Captain to Steve to Steve Rogers to make sure that he was not alone because he was friends with him, and then. She, you know, quote, quote unquote, double crosses and lets lets Steve Rogers leave, but then she's on Sokovia Accords side and she launches two but choose its right. So, it, the, I don't know if there's a punchline I, I I can think of right now, but it's a point where there's not supposed to be a side. It's supposed to be a unison where I agree. We fight like you. You hold on to what what really is supposed to. You hold on to what lasts. Yeah. And the Sokovia, Sokovia Accords is not going to last. Rebelling and you know being free, being free from rules and restrictions is not going to last. It's being it's who you're with is going to last. And it shows at the very end where, you know, Tony Stark didn't really doesn't really get it at the time where he's where he kind of lashes out and he's like, no, double agent just never comes out of you. It's just in your DNA. And she's like, can you just calm your ego down for one second? It's not about you. And she gets it. And that's why I'm so excited about Black Widow movie because I want to see that part about her, of just you say what you what you love. Like she, she was so big about family and she lost it and she sacrificed her life for it and everything. You hold on to what, what lasts, and that's everybody around you. I'm really just what you said. I'm really excited for the Black Widow movie because it's right after Civil War, where herself kind of as a criminal is on the run, and I'm excited to see because I feel oh, like that's the timeline. yeah, I feel like what Kate just said is going to be a really cool arc to see her go continue to go through I'm excited for that but Kellen you want to rip our opinions to shreds Bruh, okay. <laughs> what happened in this movie I've I've been hardcore Iron Man my entire life like 100% your entire life uh-huh before I was born actually but that's not the point alright I after watching this movie I was extreme extreme Iron Man but what this movie did for me is actually dial back the needle a little bit. It definitely helped me see kind of like the gray area because, oh, what scene was it? Um, actually, I can't, I can't remember the specific scene, but there are a bunch of little moments that I kind of, I don't know, I had a little bit more open mind in this, at least until the end. The fight scene, I always stay with Iron Man at the very end. But like, I'm definitely 
it's more gray because I just realized that there isn't, I, as I watched both Iron Man and Captain America talk about why they should sign the Accords or why they shouldn't, I was like, I found myself agreeing and disagreeing with both of them. Yeah. Which I think is the purpose of this movie. Yeah. Because... I think the movie doesn't pick a side. It right? does not. And and I don't think they ever pick a side. Like, even later on, it kind of goes away yeah, from it. even in Infinity War and Endgame, like, yeah. they do the same thing back and forth. But I... I as I look at it, neither of them will ever do the other way. Like, I don't think they'll ever agree. They may, like, understand, but I don't think they'll ever, like, switch sides. Because it literally, as you look at the characters of Iron Man and Captain America, it goes against everything they believe in up until that point. In, in their entire life. Because like Captain everything. America, we know he will never sign the course. It's just who he is and the crap he's gone through. Iron Man... At first, you would think, like, knowing him in the first one, he'd be like, oh, frick that. There's no way I'm signing chords. But as you watch his character arc, as he, like, realizes, like, it's it's kind of like his, like, the consequences of his entire life are starting to catch up with him. As he begins, it's, I feel like it's kind of like his progression into a mature adult, I guess. Yeah. As he realizes, like, there's consequences to your actions. And it hits him hard. Like, when he was talking about that, boy that was like killed oh that was sad like oh my gosh that was so sad and like you just see it's like hitting tony like honestly robert Downey jr fantastic job amazing anyways the point is like neither of them will ever pick a side and so it's like this movie is all about the conflict which i think it just comes down to like agreeing to disagree sometimes which i kind of hate doing like in my real life but i think it's sometimes necessary but I think, in the end, I felt what Iron Man was doing was completely reasonable because I feel like I would act very similar. Because we learned from the beginning that he had, like, regrets. Yeah. How he wishes the last moment with his parents would have gone. And we know he always had a rocky relationship with his dad. And then he finds out that this guy, Bucky, who wasn't really Bucky, killed him. Fair enough. But that he finds out one of his closest friends knew about it the whole time, and he never let him know. Which you could see why Captain America explains at the end why he didn't. But still, like I definitely would feel a lot of rage, and I don't know if Iron Man. This is where my own personal opinion comes into play. I don't know if he was really going to kill, but if I found out, and and this would never happen in my own life, like the situation is like super specific. But if I were put in a very similar situation, I feel like I would want to act out in a rage moment. And maybe not like kill someone, just like beat the crap out of them. Yeah. You're going to feel a ton of anger. Because the way I see it is like, I just feel so bad for Tony. Like, the pain he is going through is immense. And it just pisses me off to watch Captain America beat up on him. And like, anyways. When, ah, I was about to say something really important. Oh, one thing that bugs me about Captain America a lot is that, like, yes, Bucky's your friend, and, like, it wasn't Bucky, but that doesn't mean it was okay what happened. Like, I felt like Captain America's justifying it. Like, oh, he's my friend, and he's Bucky. It wasn't him, so therefore there's no punishment. Like, obviously it's not Bucky's fault. But it bugs me. I feel like if Bucky wasn't Captain America's friend, Captain America would be on Iron Man's side. And that's what bugs me about Cap is because he is righteous up until it's his own opinion or a very, very close friend's opinion or, like, circumstance. 
where I feel like he's ignorant and kind of like blind. I think it's really interesting to see and think about like, because I think that if somehow that would have happened, like if it weren't for the Sokovia Accords, like let's just say Zemo just had his plan to try and break up the Avengers and no, like Sokovia Accords and the government and the district attorney and bringing in people then T'Challa and blah, bombs and all that, like... Like, of course, a level of that happened because that's part of Zemo's plan. Yeah. So, kind of, let me wind it back. The stuff with the Secretary of State and the Sokovia Accords don't happen. Okay. I feel like there would be a fight between Captain America and Bucky. Or like, Captain America and Bucky versus Iron Man. But it would have ended much differently. They would have had their brawl. Iron Man would have got his rage out. There would have been some quarrel. And they would have walked home buddies. Yeah. And they would have figured out whatever they needed to figure out for Bucky. I agree. Right? End of story. But because of the conflict that happened beforehand with the Sokovia Accords, it really leads to that. Like, I feel well, like both of them. Bridge. Yeah, I feel like both of them in that moment aren't just thinking about Bucky's my friend, Bucky killed my mom. They're thinking about that on top of everything else that just happened. And that's what causes that that level of fight. And, like, it has to do with what Cade said that, like, I feel like it's just not choosing to see what lasts. It's very, very momentarily. Yeah. Like, everything. Everything's. And, and the the, the progression of it moment, is, yeah, and it's just it's that reaction rather than response. Yeah, and I I definitely think that, and that was kind of that emotional thing that I was drawn from in the message, um, and and it's it's interesting just to see the perspectives that that people have and how people genuinely like. Of course, no one's in a situation like this, but yeah. you, you kind of take the ideas of it and see how people respond in all of the ways that they respond in this movie, like in the, and it's very very interesting, and I also think. I just lost my train of thought. Hold on. It's coming back. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say. The, one of the reasons, like, biggest qualms I have with this movie and I disliked it the least is because I always thought, like, they went to war with each other because Bucky was Steve's friend and Bucky, who isn't Bucky, killed Steve's parents. And, like, that always was so stupid to me. Like, I always remembered the line, he's my friend. And, like, I was like, that's, like, what? That's the whole movie? But, like, I realized that, like, that's the very end of the movie. Like, Steve's fight with Iron Man goes from disagreeing about the Accords and just disagreeing, but still being friends and, like, working together to, like, trying to save Bucky from being killed by people who are doing things kind of extremely to then trying to save the world from what he thinks is going to be a bunch of super assassins going out to kill everybody. Like, his opinion is so, like, changed from, like, I'm not even worried about the Sokovia Accords and Bucky right now. Like, I'm worried about saving the world. And then, like... Iron Man's stubbornness, or maybe Captain America's stubbornness, like, leads him to do it on his own, and then it leads to a protecting Bucky, and it's just, like, a really intense progression. Mm-hmm. And it's just, every single moment, it's just people choosing not to work together because of their momentary situation instead of the bigger picture. Yeah. Like, imagine how differently it was if, if Captain America and Iron Man together realized Zemo's going after the super soldiers, which he actually wasn't, it was a trick, but, like, he's going after the super soldiers, we have to go stop this guy to save a, cat- a catastrophe from happening, it would have been much different if they w- chose to go there together for the bigger picture. But they were so focused on their momentary disagreement that they couldn't see the bigger picture and work together. Both of them. Not just one. Like, both sides. Okay. I mean, the one thing about this, like, that I really... My big fall moment is just, I feel a line that really summarizes, like, Captain or Iron Man's feelings when he finds out Bucky, like, killed his parents. And one thing that I... I relate to, not in the sense I have been through that or anything near it, but I feel like I would react similarly. Not the fact that I'm going to kill someone, but just like the rage and like the grief grief I would go through. It's like, I'm a super loyal person. Like, 
I I really do not like betraying someone I care about, like their trust. But I feel like the moment when Iron Man is not only hurt by Bucky slash not Bucky, but by Captain America. And Captain America is trying to defend Bucky. He's like, oh, he's my friend, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't him. And the line where Iron Man says, I don't care. He killed my mom. Like, that hits me so hard. Like, I'm the kind of person, if you, like, talk shit about my mom, I'll beat the crap out of you. Like, <laughs> even if I lose, I don't care. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Like, it, that's how I am. And it's like, if someone is disrespecting like in that kind of way or if someone you know kills my mom i don't care i would react super similar and i think that just shows like the human side of us on how very oftentimes we do live in the moment and like our passions kind of drive us when they shouldn't sometimes to extremes whether it's like not enough or too much and i think that all kind of comes down to what we value which is like in this case obviously like family steve sees bucky's family iron man lost his family like and so those kind of passions kind of drive you. And I just relate to it a lot because I feel if you were to put yourself in each of their shoes, you would probably act the exact same way. Oh, on, on both, both sides. sides. Like, I, I yeah. know I would act I, like I, Iron Man and I know I would act like Kevin Murray. Yeah, and I know i probably act like Bucky too. Like, each of them I feel like is very right in their own sense. And that's what obviously drives the conflict. But I think, uh, this is my personal opinion, I don't think right is a good word. I think all of them are acting naturally or... Yeah. or um, uh, how what how normally people do typically they're acting yeah. typically which I think is not right and I think for me the biggest takeaway is that the right thing to do most of the time is to act atypically be the yeah, bigger person I, and not and like although those passions are a huge part of you and they should drive you but like understanding how to control it instead having, of being controlled yeah. by it yeah I agree and I think maybe that's kind of why I like this movie so much is because I relate to this movie, but on like a such like a much much smaller scale, and I just like I feel like the emotions invested in this are huge, and when I can get emotionally invested in a movie, I really enjoy it. So that's how I think what I like got from this movie. But I totally agree. Like being able to control your passions to oh yes, like let them drive you and achieve like your goals and stuff, but also learning to act atypically and like take a step back and look at the big picture. Yeah. Place Thanks everyone for listening. That was a long one. Okay, you got anything else to add? Are you good? No, I got nothing. That that was that was everything that you guys said. Like that was pretty. <laughs> I, know, I think we ended on a that yeah. was pretty good note. Thanks for everyone for listening, man. It would like this movie's still going down on my list, but I like it. Like my emotional connection to <laughs> it sucks, it. but like it was great. <laughs> so so I said at the beginning that I didn't like it because the emotion of the conflict wasn't there for me, and it was just conflict for conflict's sake, and I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. The emotion of it is there because of this conversation, but definitely not to the point where I'll I'll watch it again. <laughs> so like it, it, you enough. like you you created emotion that wasn't there at all. It's just not as strong as others. But thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, please keep downloading the podcast. Share with others everything we ask you to do and harass you. Every week. Yep. <laughs> now, every week. So next week is, uh, I don't even know what's after this in the order. Like, I know, but I don't know. Yeah, you know? Whatever. Subscribe and you'll see it coming. <laughs> anyway, ciao, ciao. What to do, baby? Peace out, dogs. When you need me 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.